Welcome to this week's episode of the Geek Offensive Podcast. On the show today, it's just little old me because it's time for the state of the podcast. Um, I like to do these solo episodes every six months or so just to kind of update everyone on what's going on and uh, let you know what's going on with me and the, the future of the show. And uh, just to, uh, if, if this kind of serves as like a little reintroduction for people who haven't been here in a while and an introduction for brand new fans. So if you're new, thank you for listening. Um, but, uh, today we got uh, a little bit about me, what's going on in the near future. And then, uh, we got a little Q and a after that. So, uh, we'll jump into it right after these plugs. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Justin Malari and on Twitter at Justin underscore Malari. And the Geek Offensive has its own social media with the handle at Geek Offensive on just about everything. Uh, this show is part of the Geek Say What Network. So big thank you to the network for providing uh, a platform for me to talk shit and make dick jokes and talk nerdy stuff every week. Um, and big thank you to our executive producer, JPG. He's making me say that. Uh <laughs> Uh, I always laugh. That's, that's just the funniest thing to me to say that every week. Anyway, um, the Geek Say What Network has a plethora of other shows available, ready for download and your uh, likes and subscriptions. Um, you can find them all on Google and Apple Podcasts, and I think a few of them are on some other platforms too. So just basically wherever you get your talking. Uh, first up, you have Ready Said Geek, your starting line to Geek Culture, hosted by Alex Catherine. Uh, you have our weekly trivia podcast, Geek KO, hosted by Justin Madriaga and Ish. You have our RPG podcast, uh, Nerds on a Roll, hosted by Rob and Lauren and their whole crew. Uh, we have DGIF, Diverse Geeks in Focus, hosted by Gemma Vidal, and that puts a lens on marginalized issues within the geek community. Lastly, we have, uh, on, well, on the horizon, it's not out yet, but uh, it is a show that I am uh, running sound for and helping out with. It's called PNG, the Pencil Neck Geeks podcast, hosted by Berto Ponce and Elaine Dolales, tagging in your inner wrestling geek. Um, as you know, I've been talking about pro wrestling a lot, um, and it kind of spun off into that new show that's coming out, I want to say July. Should be before Comic-Con. But then again, with my plugs, who knows? Looking at you, Gemma. Anywho, uh, next shout out goes to our associate producers, uh, Wayland Productions, for providing the space and the equipment and helping us sound great. You can find them at wayland.ws and uh, follow their um, excuse me their audio drama "Where Live Frontier." I believe it's available on Apple Podcasts and uh, Alpha. Finally, last shout out goes to our apparel sponsor, jordandene.com. That's Jordan, D-E-N-E, dot com. They're a geek apparel store out of Brooklyn, New York. They help you look nerdy and they're eco-friendly. And if you shop with the promo code GEEKSAYWHAT, you get 20% off your next purchase. So buy a shirt, you heathens. And I believe that's it. So, uh, all right, let's just jump into the state of the podcast. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. And to check out r slash titty drop, join the offensive. Cue my music. always weird um <laughs> what's up everyone uh justin malari here host of the geek offensive um 
This is a little different from the usual fare here on the show. Um, normally we have a guest or it's a fighting words or sincere garbage segment, but this one is a state of the podcast and it's just little old me. I do these every six months just to kind of update everyone on what's going on, uh, what's in store. Uh, for the future of the show, and um, to be honest, it's kind of a nice change of pace for me to do these solo shows, uh, and a nice little challenge, too. Um, but yeah, just wanted to update everyone on, uh, first of all, what's going on with me. Uh, if you've been a regular listener, you're, you've probably heard this story a few dozen times already, but uh, been a rough six months for me. Um, thankfully, the show's turned out pretty good, so that's kind of a nice little balance. Um, personally, I've been uh, going through a lot. Um, thankfully, at, at this point right now, I'm doing actually pretty well. Um, but yeah, um, it's kind of weird how that balanced out. Like I wasn't doing so well, but the, the show was turning out good. I don't know. Make whatever you know snobby remark about art coming from suffering you want there. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, what's been going on with me? Um, and what's been going on with this show? Uh, first of all, the show is doing great overall. I've been getting a lot of positive responses. Um, I felt like I've put out some of my best episodes this year so far, and um, really confident on what's been going on. And um, kind of surprised, just considering like I was able to pull this off, considering what had happened to me uh, earlier in the year. Um, so, for those of you who don't know, and again. Sorry if you heard the story already. Um, back in uh, end of February, um, they announced that I was getting laid off from my dream job. Um, I was working for Heineken. I was one of their sales specialists, part of the corporate sales team. Um, great company to work for. I, and I'll still even say that to this day. I'm, I'm not uh, bitter about it. I'm bummed out more than bitter. Um, basically... People aren't drinking as much beer, and the U.S. in terms of their business is bleeding. Uh, globally, they're fucking crushing it. Um, so it was it was kind of a situation where like the writing was on the wall. We we the sales team was kind of expecting it. Um, I even survived the first round of layoffs, and prior to that, I had seen Coors go through layoffs, Bud go through layoffs, and when you're seeing the bi- companies bigger than you going through layoffs, um, that's usually a big indicator of what's about to happen to you. So shout out to everyone who's still there, and shout out to um, my coworkers who um, reached out to me afterward and um, wished me well and tried to help me out. So big thank you to those folks. Um, but yeah, it, it was tough because I was fully devoted to that job and put everything I had. I guess in that sense, like... I'm cool about it. Like I know I put in everything I had and uh, I know my performance was good. Um, I didn't have a bad thing, a bad complaint about me ever um, while I was working there. But uh, yeah, and it was kind of a thing where it's kind of out of my hands and they only could have like one person left in Orange County and well, someone with more seniority was already there. So it was kind of obvious they were going to keep him versus me. Um, but yeah, I mean, being laid off because it was something out of my hands actually kind of helped with it. So, uh, unfortunately I got laid off and, uh, but they took care of me afterward. I've been living off that, that severance life. So I'm good right now. I'm not struggling. I'm not, um, 
I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not starving. Um, and if this had just been the only thing that ha- had happened to me, I'd probably be like really okay. I'd be in full vacation mode right now. But um, literally a couple of days after um, I got laid off, I think almost within the same week, um, my aunt, who was 87 at the time, she uh, suffered a, a massive stroke. And she's she's the oldest member in my mom's side of the family. And when that happened, it was everyone was kind of in panic mode. So uh, because I had the time, um, I spent every weekend just kind of driving up to see her and her condition got worse and worse. And it was really tough to see. Um, Probably the aunt I was closest to also um, and closest to my mom. So going through that right after the layoff was kind of like putting me in this weird haze. Like, Like all this crap was happening to me and I'm just like what why did it all happen at once um and then to to, to get to the point really I just uh, she, she eventually passed away um and um she did she did pass away in her sleep and hospice they're taking good care of her um so a big thank you to the the crew at the, at the hospital and the hospice um while we were planning her funeral, my uncle on my dad's side passed away. And admittedly, I wasn't as close to him, um, but it's still rough. Um, I, I didn't want to see my cousin go through that. Um, he had been sick for a while. Um, he was fighting, I want to say, esophageal cancer. And uh, he, um, it, it was weird because it looked like he was starting to recover for a while and then it just kind of like just suddenly out of the blue it finally happened he passed away so i I literally had like a funeral like one week and another one less than a week later um so yeah that was pretty much going pretty much all throughout april and i was on the inside i was a mess um but i was trying to like keep my composure i guess it was like a good test for me in that sense um Big thank you to everyone, to my friends and family, and to my girlfriend who were all very supportive of me through that time. And really, I was doubting keeping up this show after that. Uh, well, during that, I, I thought like, okay, I guess I'm not going to post for a long time. Um, because if you've listened to like the very first one of these I've ever done, like, get, like going through personal stuff like that kind of like throws me off kilter. But, um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think keeping busy and keeping uh, recording and kind of keeping things normal and working out and uh, kind of like helped me through it and like helped me keep things together. And again, uh, very surprised that like I put out some of my best stuff um, with at least my personal favorites out this year. So um yeah that's that's where i'm at now um these last few weeks have finally started to feel normal i feel good um i'm actively back in the job hunt uh now and it's actually been kind of fun like i can i don't have to apply to everything i can really apply to like what i want to and um i've had people reach out to me i've had uh i'm waiting for a phone interview already so it's it's been really good um 
yeah, I'm actually having fun with that process. Normally it's very stressful, but like I'm in a good place. I'm lucky with my situation. Things kind of worked out. Uh, living at home definitely helps. So, um, yeah, just uh, had a very tumultuous last few months. And again, thank you to everyone who's helped me through it. I, uh, yeah, very surprised I'm here. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, it, it did give me time to kind of look back and think about, again, what I like to do and like what I want to do for the show. And I think a recent one I did with Justin Keys on kind of like, we talk about like film and picking it apart and like, God, that really reminded me of like, oh, this is what I originally intended the show to be. It was just going to be interviews like that. Um, and it kind of just evolved over time, but it made me really think about why I like stuff and why, why things work. And I I really want to get back into that and dive into that thing again. Um, and I, I don't know if that necessarily fits in with the network, but it's, it's my show. So who cares? <laughs> uh, I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to do what I think is interesting. Um, and I'm going to interpret uh, Geek Say What's Three Pillars um, my way. Um, if, you, if you don't know, we kind of the network kind of works off these three pillars, uh, inclusivity, introduction, and entertainment. Uh, I definitely... <laughs> like to keep the show entertaining especially with the boys it's much easier with them it's much easier to keep everyone laughing when uh, they're on the show um and inclusivity introduction i mean intro obviously i've had a lot of good interviews on here and introducing people to certain types of stories and film criticism um and to uh, other types of artists wrestlers um i think we had vfx artists back in the day that's I, I like I like uh, bringing on like a variety of guests if you've never listened to the show before so I uh, I, I guess it comes down to like I like too much crap <laughs> um, and I'll intro stuff for you for all the listeners but uh, I definitely like to deep dive and I think that's just kind of um, kind of puts my personal mark on the show so if you never listened to it and I, I I'm suddenly interested in something like I'll intro to it and then we're just going to dive as deep as possible. I've done everything from pro wrestling to K-pop on the show. That those those are actually a fun series of episodes. Listen to those. Um the K-pop ones. Um and then pro wrestling has been kind of my jam this year, so it's um kind of and again spun off into another podcast, The Pencil Neck Geeks with uh, Berto and Elaine. Um so yeah, I mean uh, th- that's kind of what this show is about if you've never listened to it before um but yeah it's uh and and that's pretty much what's been going on with the show and uh, i think the next six months are going to be exciting um no panels as of right now and i'm actually kind of fine with that at uh, again again i put out some of my best work but like it's good to like have that time to hang back and like really look at the show and see how it's going so um not having the panels been has been like a nice little f- break for me so i can just focus on the podcast book the guests i want build those connections that i want um hoping to get uh um uh, ryan munoz on with richie palomino in the future so we can talk fitness again but let's t- this time do it with a, an mma fighter uh Elmari chiloco and little uh, is going to come back as well and he'll bring on uh, his tag partner little cholo um got a few other ones 
other surprises lined up. Um, we've got pretty much the rest of the year scheduled. Um, but uh, that's not to say, like, I won't have, like, a surprise one here and there. Like, I might just squeeze in an extra show, or if I can nab an extra interview, I'll definitely put it up. Um, I like being productive and prolific on here. Like, I, I think toward the end of last year, I was putting out, like, a couple of shows a week. So it's been kind of nice. Um, <clears throat> um, yeah, but, yeah, that's the gist of it. I don't... Yeah, see what else we can talk about here. Um, what else has been going on? Health, been uh, health. I'm uh, still keeping on that workout grind. Oh, I, this is what I can talk about. I know last year we set some challenges up with the boys for the fighting word segment. Um, those got derailed because of all the personal crap I was going through. Um, so the first challenge we had was um, uh, picks. So we had like we'd try to pick fighters and who would win uh we, we cover ufc cards and boxing and mma in general um so we were trying to pick a lot pick fights last year make predictions and like total up who was in the lead um mike mariscal unfortunately is the loser <laughs> of the uh of the contest and uh don't worry mike i haven't forgotten about the punishment it's it's coming um so we'll film that as soon as things uh settle down for him um, he's, uh, he's in the middle of a move right now, so we'll get him after that. And then the BMI challenge, uh, yeah, there was no way, um, I could keep track of that during the last couple of months. I was driving up, uh, every weekend and, um, helping my mom out with stuff. So I was not watching when I was eating. So definitely not working out as often. Um, definitely gotten back on track though last month i've been really good about it been regular um feeling good again my stamina's back up um so and god it, it's just crazy how much that helps because i was so like cloudy and like sluggish when i wasn't um and i wasn't even that out of shape it was just i had been doing it then i stopped and then it was just i felt like shit um so when you get back into it, it's like the the cognitive uh, functioning's back. Like I feel good. I'm not, I'm calm. I'm not as angry all the time. It's uh, not that I was really that angry to begin with, but uh, I feel less anxious. There you go. Um, I feel calm in general. So it, it just felt good to like uh, get back into it. And that I feel like that's what that's another factor of the show too. It's like I've been able to stay calm at least externally. And I've just been able to somehow put on a good show for you. So yeah, folks, if um, if you're wondering about health, like please, like just go for a walk after this or something. Or if you tell you what, go and listen to back to last year's catalog and listen to Ryan Munoz, uh, Ryan Munoz's episode. He's a fitness expert um, and nutritionist, so definitely listen to him. He had a lot of helpful advice, and it's helped me. Um, throughout all of this, uh, and uh, and I think that just that'll probably just help geeks in general. Like uh, you see a lot of angry, out of shape folks at conventions, uh, so I, I feel like that would help. And I know I'm making a broad generalization there, but um, yeah, really taking care of yourself first. Um, that's probably my advice from all of this, uh, from going through such a weird time. Take care of yourself first, mentally, physically, all of that, and you'll just feel better about life. And in general, um, you'll probably, and that'll spread to everyone around you. Um, and I, I guess the last piece too, it's like I've 
been very lucky to surround myself with good people um, who I can build off of and they can build off of me. At least I hope they can build off of me. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got a nice little community around me, so that, that helped me a lot too. Um, obviously, thank you to JPG for like kind of re- introducing me to everyone and uh excuse me not reintroducing introducing me to uh most of them and just like helping me like have like that community around so that that's that's a big thing too so i guess like just health have good people around you and, and enjoy what you're nerdy about if i'm going to give advice to any geeks i don't know how we got to here but th- that's where i'm at uh <laughs> but uh yeah i mean um doing all those things kind of just I guess it's going to help me become a better geek. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that. Um, Yeah, so in general, like it's been a rough few months for me, but I'm good right now. Um, Thankfully, right before that six-month mark. And um, yeah, the show's going to be strong in the next few months. Uh, I've got some guests I'm really excited about. Um, And I think that's about it for show updates. Um... But yeah, everything's been good. Um, I also put out a, a little questionnaire on my social media, and uh, you guys came through. There are some really good questions here, some fun ones to answer. Uh, I like doing these because this is probably the closest I get to like having people interact on social media with me. I guess I'm not that active on social media. Uh, but having this questionnaire out was really fun, and I felt like... Um, some of the questions are like really good. So let's see, what do we got here first? Oh, of course, JPG. <laughs> okay, well, let's start out with these. JPG asks, how many times do you need to say chugga before you say choo choo? Chugga, chugga, choo choo. Yeah, twice. I, I mean, I need just, I mean, kind of like i kind of get i try to get to the point whenever i'm like writing or speaking so it's like i just need to say it like once or twice like to get the idea of a train moving i guess i think he's trying to get to the thing about like oh you say it four times because the train has to start to move but fuck you jason um yeah okay kind of weird question but all right gl jimmy asks what bad movie with great potential would you remake Bad movie with great potential. What's a bad movie that had great potential? Actually, there's a lot of Canon Films ones. <laughs> um, I don't know if it had. Gr- oh no! Wait, duh! What am I thinking? I know we covered this on probably my favorite sincere garbage episode ever. It's called No Holds Barred, <laughs> and it stars Hulk Hogan, and he stops a rape with a motorcycle. I need to remake that. <laughs> I don't know who would be. I guess it'd be John Cena, but I need to remake that movie. I need to remake that movie. If I, if I become a billionaire, like, uh, what's the first thing I do? It's it's not gonna be like helping anyone or like taking care of stuff. It's like no, I gotta finance that movie. <laughs> um, and then he also asks. Oh, so that's your answer, Jimmy. Um, no holds barred. <laughs> because that shit was bonkers and if you have not seen it stop right now pause this episode go watch it and then come back you're welcome uh he also asked what would your wrestling entrance theme be Ooh, that's a good one um 
I always thought it would be something from like Lincoln Park, but I mean, that's kind of dated now. Um, I've also like imagined like if I was a fighter too and like the in uh, the UFC or something, I'd probably walk out to like Hell's Bells or something from ACDC. Um, I feel like Rock would be a better fit for me. Uh, but I also just, <laughs> as maybe as a goof, I'd walk out to that song from uh, Always Be My Maybe. It's called I Punched Keanu Reeves. That song's been in my head like all week. Um, so yeah, uh, ACDC, Hell's Bells. Let's see. Mike Mariscal asks, uh, Oh, uh, he kind of worded this weird. Okay, so he be, he's basically asking if um, if the Geek Offensive guys were the X-Men, who would we be? Hmm. Let's see. Mike, who would you be if you were an X? I, I don't know why Gambit popped in my head. I don't have a real reason, but that's who I'd see you as. I, I guess maybe it's all the coats you wear. You kind of wear all these long coats all the time, so maybe that's it. Um... Boy, he's Wolverine. Like just, <laughs> just hairy and aggressive. I'm, I'm. Pr- he's in the army. I'm sure he was good with a knife. Uh, Armenta. Who'd Armenta be? Maybe he'd be Beast because he's so cuddly. <laughs> uh, and for me, who the fuck would I be? I have no idea who I'd be if I was an X Man. Um, by default, I'm just gonna say Cyclops because I'm in charge of the show. Uh, and I'm coming off as kind of boring right now. So very Cyclops like there. I'm going to go with that. Uh, next up we have Justin quiz again. Great guest. Go back and listen to the last episode on the show. Highly, highly endorse that one. Is there any movie you are so offended by? You would never do a sincere garbage episode on it. Ooh, that's, I don't know if I've come across that. I guess, like, if you're looking at my criteria for what makes it to the cut for a Sincere Garbage episode, it's basically just got to be so bad it's good. And on top of that, it can't be like a wink-wink, like, this is obviously so bad, like uh, like a Sharknado. Like, everyone's already in on the joke when we made that, when they made that. Um, it has to be, like, the filmmaker and everyone in it has to believe this is, like... I'm making art, and then it just fails spectacularly for whatever reason. So that's why I think I go to a lot of canon films, because Menachem Golan loves whatever he makes, and a lot of it is shit. Um, and I think that's kind of what has to come through. The, the sincer- Again, hence the phrase, since you're garbage. The sincerity, the love has to come through for the film, has to come through for me to review it. And uh, I, I guess, like, I need... A movie where we can riff about it. So, oh God, I think any movie that's bad and just kind of a bummer, um, or anything that's just bland, anything like middle of the road. Uh, I want to be an example. Kind of bland and middle of the road. Well, it's not middle of the road. I like Man of Steel. Like I could review that one, but it'd be like eh, it's just kind of boring. Um, I'm sure there's stuff to riff on it, but it's like it doesn't really pop out to me it was just kind of like eh um but so, so i guess no i haven't been offended that much by any movie huh. next up we got uh, lazy raptors asking who are the top three on your wish list for guests on the show oh boy that's had 
had time to think about this one. So I think number one would be Neil deGrasse Tyson because he knows a lot about something that I don't know about that much and he can explain it in a way that's um, that I can understand, you know, because I'm kind of a caveman and uh, he, he could do it in an entertaining fashion. So I think he'd be number one. Who else? I, I, I got to go because there's a bunch that on my list, but I got to go Mark Hamill. Um, obviously, Star Wars A New Hope is my favorite movie, uh, and he is a true blue nerd through and through, and he could talk about it for days, and he's he's funny and pleasant from everything I've seen, so I'd love to have him on the show. Um, next up, I, I've gone back and forth on this, but I think I'd go with Becky Lynch from the WWE. She's the current Raw Women's, women's Champion. As of this recording, I don't know how that's going to go with their booking nowadays, but um, she's great on the mic, a genuinely entertaining person, good person, and like I, I think she's got kind of an interesting story too, just because it, it'd be fun to hear. Um, it's always fun to hear a pro wrestler's journey. I've had a couple on the show already. Shout out to Chris Wolf and uh, El Mariachi Loco. Um, their stories are always uh, crazy good in general, but I think Becky, on top of the fact that she's so good on the mic, and um, she has this presence about her that like would just fill up the room. Like I feel like she'd be an awesome guest to have. So, and then I think yeah, if I'm gonna make a top four, I think right behind her, I'd want. Uh, excuse the phrasing. Okay, number four, I would want uh, Joey Ryan. Um, he might be a little more realistic to get, and as considering my current situation i i would love joey ryan on the show just because he's got an amazing story as well he's got a new documentary coming out he's a he's an indie wrestler who's famous for the the dick spot or the u porn plex look it up on youtube um it's fantastic stuff he genuinely loves his industry he um and he's a guy that chose like his creative freedom over going into a big, uh, big system, which, uh, I have a lot of respect for when, when that creativity and that, uh, the art means a little bit more to you than just having a little bit more extra money. Like I can respect that. So, uh, those are my top three parentheses four um, guests for the show. Uh, let's see. Naderade 36 asks, asks, that's a tough word for me. Asks, <laughs> uh, Naderade36 says uh, Breakfast, lunch, or dinner Which one do you prefer to get your grub on homeboy um, I can actually picture him saying that too <laughs> um, I'm a breakfast guy I don't have a real reason why I, I just, I'm a sucker for bacon and eggs And uh, it's also the uh, A meal where you can also have steak So you know, steak's not just for dinner You can have that at breakfast too So pretty much getting all my favorite food groups in like one meal and for some reason breakfast is just comforting i don't know why i don't have an answer why if someone has an answer why please let me know um but yeah we're breakfast guy um which is funny because i hate waking up early but i guess i can just eat breakfast food whenever is there a word for that anyway um he also asks what was the first thing that you can recall that got you into geekdom uh i think i talked about this a while back it uh i I actually credit my dad with this even though he's not a nerd in the slightest but it was really um uh james bond movies and because we would just sit together and watch 
like all the James Bond movies because they had like marathons on like TBS and TNT. So that was the first thing I got nerdy about. I would like keep track of like who's doing this and um, he did that in this movie and all his gadgets and stuff. I think the gadgets are what really got me. Um, so that was like the real like first thing. Um, after that, I just kind of looked for other story for other stories like that, and then it just kind of gradually turned into like um, oh, you know what? Duh! Can't believe my own story wrong it was also he's the my earliest um memory of playing video games was with him we i was three years old we had an intellivision and we were playing burger time so he introduced me to video games and james bond movies and i think from there it just kind of avalanched and then my cousins came into the equation they introduced me to anime i believe it was g gundam and comic books and it just then it was just on my own i'd be into like gi joe and ninja turtles so um yeah back to your question yeah it was i guess burger time and james bond movies that got me uh into the geekdom and that's kind of what started everything uh let's see oh star trek or star wars and why um that's an easy one star wars because i never Comparatively, I've not watched as much Star Trek. I really did like, uh, God, what the fuck, Next Generation uh, with Picard, but uh, beyond that, I don't have much exposure to Star Trek other than uh, the movies, which I enjoyed, but apparently hardcore fans hate. Um, But yeah, Star Wars, easy, more influential to me, and um, far more passionate about, I've done a bunch of episodes on the show just dedicated to star wars so um definitely more fun i guess i i guess i like the sci-fi fantasy mix going on there versus just straight up science fiction which is more what star trek is about uh let's see jpg asks oh back um how do you think the geek offensive sets itself apart from other podcasts um i mean without sounding cocky me um I, again, that sounds arrogant, but like I have to be like a little bit. I have to have a little bit of an ego to be doing this. Um, think about I'm talking to no one right now, and I'm like half an hour in, and I have to have a little bit of an ego to do that. Um, but uh, in general, I think my point of view. I, I find so few people that are have the same point of view as me in the fact that like. Um, I'm not all the way nerd. I'm not all the way bro. I'm just kind of this weird thing in the middle. And I feel like someone like me might get lost in the shuffle. I might get categorized as a nerd, which for the most point, fair. Um, actually got called a Chad for the first time in my life, like a couple months ago. That was crazy. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I, I think like the mix of topics and the things that interest me, um, kind of a nice combination um also we're uncensored on the geeks and what network um and I, I really cut back on having characters or you know kind of yeah it, i'm more entertaining here i guess i'd turn my turn the volume up a little bit but for the most part you're getting me um i try to be genuine and curious in every one of my interviews and i really basically try to make sure you come away with something from every episode whether it just be a laugh or if you learn about something new um and that you can come away the base knowledge of it like that's that's really my goal for every show i just want you to come away with something from it uh 
the, the shows run long, so I definitely don't want you to waste your time. Especially on this one, since it's just me. So I don't know. If you're still listening, thank you. Good God. Um, um, yeah, how are you not sick of my voice yet? So thank you if you're still listening. Um, and within the network, the Geeks Went Network, I, I feel like my show doesn't sound like anything else, even though we've covered similar topics. There's been some crossover with the guests. and um, But yeah, it, it still doesn't feel like like the other shows like i've had some of the same guests as already said geek or geek ko and like we, we approach things very differently uh, excuse me um so yeah i think the first part is me and then two i think just the the, the segments i have and the interests i have kind of make things different um it, it's kind of weird to have such a, a broy thing like combat sports on one segment and the next thing we're picking apart like film and um bad movies and uh and then to have the the really deep interviews i had on the show with again different guests like again i'm gonna always give a shout out to the keys on interview but um another favorite of this year was uh one i did with Rudolph Malita, uh a, a d1 athlete who uh i think got fucked over by the system and, and to hear his story and to hear his comeback um was really inspirational so like again the kind of the the weird mix of interests and topics on this show but it, i can also say that all that stuff's uniquely me you know i'm not just trying to reach out to everyone like that's that's the stuff i'm interested in so i hope that answered the question or was i just rambling let me know um let's see that boy 1989 asks ufc wwe boxing one has to go forever which one is it I mean, he says WWE specifically, so I don't know if he means all of pro wrestling, period, but I'm going to assume it's just WWE, so out of those three particular things, WWE is gone, because uh, I can just go to AEW or Bar Wrestling or Ring of Honor or New Japan and watch that and get my pro wrestling fix, um, so yeah. Out of those three, but if we're talking pro wrestling in general, then boxing's gone. Um, and that's kind of a tough decision, just because boxing's finally starting to get exciting again uh, with the uh, prominence of the new heavyweights, um, especially like Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, fucking great fight um, they they had. Uh, and then UFC, that's uh, and MMA in general. That's j- that's my favorite sport, so that's that's staying. That's not going anywhere. So. If we're talking pro wrestling in general, no, that's staying. Boxing's got to go since it's kind of, I guess, waves. Um, for a long time, I wasn't into it at all, but now it's exciting again. Um, but if we're talking just WWE, that's gone. So I'd keep UFC and boxing. Uh, he also asked, who wins in a fight, a samurai wielding a longsword, a knight wielding a katana? I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, you gotta go for the armored guy, right? And I'm assuming the knight is wearing armor, um, because they're both. Hmm. I feel. I feel like a samurai style is very specific, and it's connected to that katana. So him wielding a different sword might be a big detriment especially since they're much heavier um they're not built for speed 
Samurai, uh, I feel like a knight, since he has the extra protection, could just get by. But I think ultimately, when you ever have these like mix-ups, it, it's going to come down to the individual fighter. So it's it's always hard to answer these. Um, but if we're going to go with just equipment, I guess the knight, if he's wearing armor. Because I guess now he has protection and speed with that katana. It's lighter. So, yeah. I'll go with that. I'll probably change my mind after the show's over. Oblivious Nerd Girl asks... What's your go-to karaoke song? Uh, I don't have one right now, <laughs> but in college, funny enough, it was Barbie Girl, that, that song with Aqua, uh, just because I had a friend who sounded just like the girl in that band, and then I could do the, come on, Barbie, that part. I, we could just do that, and it sounded just like it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a weird dive back to my college life. Um, but yeah, it was Barbie Girl, Aqua. <laughs> um, let's see. What's we on here? Rob Kebab asks, "What is the best anime?" Um, everyone's answer is going to be different. Um, for me personally, though, it's going to be Cowboy Bebop because um, I actually even did the test of like, does, does this hold up? Can I watch it again? Because um, it's from like the late '90s, and it's still great. It's it looks beautiful. The stories are good well acted even in the dub because steven bloom does the voice of spike spiegel um so that, that that's probably going to be it for me as far as movies go feature films um fuck I, i'm gonna go uh i'll go princess mononoke um that's a miyazaki film um just beautiful that uh, i'm gonna say just go fucking watch it um so yeah those i think those have surprisingly held up too to the test of time there have been a lot of like there's been a lot of good stuff that's come out since then but those two still i would consider the best uh but if you're asking about current favorites too um my hero academia uh and attack on titan and those seem like stock answers because everyone's into those but they're both good um so check out both of those um rob also asked who is your favorite person on nerds <laughs> a roll well buddy since you asked i'm gonna say you <laughs> you're the only one from your crew that asked so i'm gonna go you good job rob <laughs> uh oh, i sent a bunch um if john wick was coming to kill you how would you prefer to die <sighs> if i have a gun i'm gonna do it myself i'm like that's it we're done here um why would we mess with his dog uh, i'd, I'd want to go as fast as possible so i, I guess the same death that um that that kid um what's his face alfie allen i'd want to die the same way just quick and that's it <laughs> as quick as fucking possible um let's see if you could eat anything without worrying about calories or weight what would it be mm. well that's tough um, I guess pizza because I know it's so bad for you and then I always feel so guilty after eating it <laughs> um, but yeah I'm going to go with that something with a lot of carbs and a lot of grease so I think that kind of fits I guess or I guess any like any burger too like uh, I, I mean in college I kind of lived off of both so I'm going to go with that uh Let's see. God, Boyd came back with a with a vengeance here. Okay, 
Um, you can play only one video game from any from any area or console for the rest of your life. What is it? See, that's a tough answer because what happens to me is I kind of get like even if I love the game, I'm like I kind of get over it and I have to like play something else to like cleanse the palate. Um, what's a game I've been able to stomach for a long time? Well, I guess Breath of the Wild probably at the top of my list. Um, that one just because you can play that one so many different ways and approach. Uh, have a different approach every time you play it and uh, you never get the same outcome. So I'm going to go with something like that. Something that feels fresh every time you play it. Um, so I'll go with Breath of the Wild for the Switch. Um, what is the absolute best outcome of a sparkling vampire playing Batman? Oh, well, as we found out in our last Fighting Words segment, David Boyd is a Twilight fan. I had no fucking idea <laughs> before that. Um, what's the absolute best outcome? The best outcome is we fucking love his performance and it's a good Batman. That's the best outcome. Um, yeah, that's really it. It's literally the exact same situation as uh, Heath Ledger did when he got cast to play the Joker. He was just some teeny bop actor who got cast in this big part. The only real difference between those two actors, though, is like Heath Ledger had Brokeback Mountain. So that I saw that, and that gave me all the confidence in the world. Like, yeah, he can play the Joker. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, best case scenario is that we fucking love it, and he knocks it out of the park. It is kind of funny that these grown men who are complaining about him are still mad about a sparkly vampire movie from over a decade ago. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. Elaine asks, what is your favorite kind of cheese? Okay. This one's kind of a divisive answer, and I know some people are going to disagree hard with me, but blue cheese. And it's not like I can't just sit there and eat it. But if I have that in a salad or on a good steak, it's the best thing in the world to me. Um, that also kind of ties into her next question. How do you like your steak? Uh, rare or mid-rare? Um, very against my Filipino upbringing where everything is just well done. Um, but yeah, blue cheese on a rare steak is just... that. That's probably like my go-to meal if like money wasn't an issue i can go get a good steak blue cheese on it i'm good okay boyd why are you back with what is your current opinion of the middle east i don't know man (laughs) okay okay here we got a good question uh jp kirby j kirby bp asks who is the hottest finn balor andrade almas ricochet Kazuchika Okada or Kota Ibushi. Now, if you've been listening to the show before, um, especially the fighting... Again, why is it always the fighting word segment? Anyway, we're no stranger to uh, judging men on their looks uh, um, just because, like, we'll watch UFC and, like, you know, if you watch any sport, you're just a little gay, but especially that one since they're always half naked. Um, (laughs) um, Yeah, so we have no problem like saying like yeah that guy's hot on this show um and we've done it dozens of times for ufc and mma and in general uh so yeah i guess it's about time to do this for pro wrestlers all these guys are pro wrestlers um man kirby gave me this is actually a tough choice he gave me a bunch of dime pieces uh okay finn finn's got abs for days 
Andrade. He's like, I guess he's the most rugged looking out of the group. He's got the beard, the long hair. He's he's the broadest one out of all of them. Um, Ricochet's bodied up too, and he seems like a really nice guy. Okada is just, it's just a handsome dude. Does anyone know if he's had work done? Because if you look at him, he's like a pretty man. Like he's got a pretty face. Like I just don't know if he's had work done. But he's not as bodied up as the other guys, though. That that might. I don't know that. And then Ibushi is uh, actually he might be Ibushi. He looks good in the shorts. Gotta say, super fit. Um, hmm. Kind of torn here. Tough one. You know, I'll, I'm gonna go. Uh, Ibushi's got the nice hair. I'm gonna. <laughs> Geek Offensive, where Justin checks out a bunch of dudes. You know, I'm going to go Kota Ibushi. No, Kota Ibushi, he's a handsome guy, bodied up, got the hair, looks good in the tights. Uh, so, yeah, Kenny Omega, I get it, bro. I get it. Let's see. Kirby asks, what would the best roster for SmackDown be once they're at Fox? So... That's an interesting one because Fox has the wider audience. Um, they're going to reach more people, obviously. So, um, actually, is it Fox Sports or just Fox proper? See, that's that's kind of the well. Either way, it's a bigger audience than USA, which I'm assuming. I think they're keeping US WWE is keeping USA. Um, so you're going to have to put all your big stars there at first. They can move them around however they want, like they're doing now. Um, you're going to have to put in those big stars. So you're going to have to see Roman Reigns. You're going to see Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, um, New Day. Um, and I guess like all the fan-friendly people. So you've got to keep that in mind too. Since you are reaching a bigger audience and you're trying to please more people, you kind of automatically have to make it just a tad more bland. You can't be an, as edgy on the Fox show. So I guess that I guess that makes sense. Raw's on USA. Um so yeah, all the a little more fans. Oh, Bailey. Oh God, yeah, Bailey would be perfect for that. Um, yeah, all the really fan friendly uh, performers got to go there. Um, so AJ might be a better fit for Raw then. I don't know. Um, Samoa Joe would definitely be on Raw. Fuck, who would be else be on SmackDown? Who's smiling all? T- I guess Finn's smiling all the time now. They don't really have him doing anything. Yeah, putting him on SmackDown. Um, yeah, that that really is gonna have to be. Yeah, you're gonna have to have all your big like baby faces on there too. Hmm. But yeah, pretty much any family friendly act, they're gonna have to go to Fox. Um, that's the best case. And I'm, I know there's more like story planning and stuff like that to think about, but you're gonna have to like please that network first because that was a huge deal they, the WWE made with Fox. So th- that's what I would go with. But off the top of my head, yeah, Roman, Becky, New Day, Bailey, um, all those acts. Um, let's see. Who could currently be the next big office draw for the UFC? Fuck, there's... <sighs> it's hard to say, because I think that era is going away uh, of the big star. Um, God, I mean... I'm, I'm having trouble thinking of it, really. Like, um... The the good thing is like because there's no superstar now, it's more about like the fighting, which has been nice. Especially when I've been 
researching the last few uh, pay-per-views, there's been a, a big lack of drama. There's no dollies going through windows. There's no... Um, uh, there's no brawls happening after fights, so that's been nice. Um, the biggest star they have right now is probably John Jones. Um, he's got uh, a long way to come. He's got a long way to go to build back up his reputation. And I'm not talking about like personally, personally, whatever. As in terms of his um, his fighting career, because he just hasn't been as active. He's the best in the world right now, but he's got to prove it again. He's got to show us again. Um, so just you know, pile on those fights because there's no one close to beating him right now. Um, and, then, and then there's always fan favorites like the Diaz brothers, Cowboys fighting. Cowboy Tony coming up as of this recording, at least, is coming up. That'll be a big fight. Um, but yeah, I, I think that the UFC, uh, because of the ESPN deal, they're not really searching for a big star like a Ronda or Brock. Um, so yeah, I, I think that era might be done for now, which is a, which is a good thing, really. Have it be about the fighting again. Uh, let's see. Brainiac DMC asks, how would Bruce Lee prime fair in the today's ufc i i've talked about this on the show before um bruce lee is in terms of just a martial artist um it, it's wonderful what he's done for martial, martial arts in general bringing all these concepts to the forefront uh and making them popular and uh making things widespread and opening people's minds about what martial arts could be um but as far as i know he has had no real competition i mean he is fast and fit um if you took him in his prime and trained him in mma he'd probably do some damage but like as is if you just threw him in there he'd probably get his ass kicked uh just because like I'd, i've never seen him wrestle like and he has a wide stance so I, I feel like a wrestler would just grab him and like ground and pound him right there um but yeah if you took a prime B, prime bruce lee and then trained him that would be a different story a little skinny guy i would assume he'd fight at like bantamweight or featherweight um so yeah if you just took him and threw him in he'd get his ass kicked if you th- if he trained hmm. because a, a traditional martial artist doing that well in the ufc has always been more of an outlier it's usually like a wrestler or somebody who does really well uh leona machida is one of those and even he his title reign didn't last long so um, if you train him, he'd probably do okay at best. I don't think he'd be the next Muhammad Ali. He would be like a big draw, though. I could see that happening. Uh, he Berto also asks, "Did she ask about me?" All right, you know what, Berto? I'm just what I'm gonna do. Every time I go to a pro wrestling show, I'm gonna ask every female wrestler to like do something for me. I'm just gonna film them asking about you, and then I'm just gonna send that to you. How about that, I'm gonna do that every time. <laughs> uh, and I think that's. It. Wow, that's a fun question. That was fun. I love doing these Q and A's. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully in another six months or even sooner, I'll be doing them again. Um, if you've listened to me this long, we're almost an hour in, and it's like, uh, it's just Justin. What the fuck? Um, thank you for putting up with my voice and indulging me on this episode. Um, but yeah, this was a good one. I always have fun with these. Um, I'm uncomfortable during, but I always feel good after. Um, so yeah, again, just to wrap it up. Like 
I'm doing good now. I'm much better than I was a few months ago. The show's got a bright future. We've got some good guests lined up. And probably focusing, again, more on the, the show itself than anything else. And then, um, yeah, Q&A. You know what? Just keep them coming. I'll try and answer them on social media as well. If you want to ask me anything, please go ahead. That's, that's going to be an open-door policy. Uh, and then, obviously, like whenever I do one of these again, I'll make sure to announce it. And we'll just have some fun answering these questions. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's, uh, I'll just wrap it up with some plugs like I always do. Um, you can find me on, uh, Instagram at Justin Malari and on Twitter at Justin underscore Malari. The Geek Offensive has its own social media as well with the handle at Geek Offensive on just about everything. Uh, this show is part of the Geek Saying What Network. So big thank you to the network for providing a platform for me to, to do stuff like this, to, to challenge me and, you know, get, put me in these uncomfortable situations where I'm just talking to myself for an hour. Um, um, but yeah, big thank you to the network and thank you to JPG for running things. He makes me say that. Um, but anyway, uh, the network has a plethora of other shows available right now on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please go download and subscribe. Uh, we have Ready, Set, Geek, hosted by Alex Catherine, your starting line to geek culture. Uh, geek KO, your weekly trivia podcast, hosted by Justin Madriaga and Ish. Uh, we have an RPG podcast, uh, as in it's like they're playing an RPG. Um in character and stuff. It's great. Um, it's called Nerds on a Roll, hosted by Rob, who is the only one from the crew that asked me a question. So big shout out to Rob uh, and Lauren and their whole crew. Um, oh, JPG is on that one too. Um, and then DGIF, Diverse Geeks in Focus, hosted by Gemma Vidal, putting marginalized issues uh, within the geek community under a lens and getting some really good interviews in that one really like that show uh and then uh finally on the horizon we have pencil neck geeks hosted by Berto elaine and i'm helping out with that one too uh tagging in your inner wrestling geek um should be out soon uh we've already got some rec episodes recorded got some events to go to uh also so that should be a, a fun project for me as well and uh very uh very much excited about like uh, folks listening to that one uh, next shout out goes to Wayland Productions, our associate producers who provide the space, the equipment, help us sound great. You can find them at wayland.ws and please follow their audio drama, Where Live Frontier, now available, now available on Alpha and uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, final shout out goes to uh, jordandene.com. Jordan, D E N E.com is a geek apparel store out of Brooklyn, New York. They help you look nerdy and they're eco friendly. And if you shop with the promo code GeekSayWhat, you get 20% off your next purchase. So buy a shirt, you heathens. And I believe that's it, folks. Again, thank you for listening. Hopefully you weren't too sick of my voice. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. And check out r slash. Don't put your dick in that. To join the offensive, thank you, everybody.